In regards to the Psukim of Ayyidar Yaakov, Neder Lamer, Yaakov makes a vow saying, that if Hashem is going to be with me, Hashem will be my God, and this stone that I've placed as a monument here, Beis Elikim will be a place for Hashem, where I'll offer Karbonis. The Mephorshim ask, how can we understand this idea that Yaakov seems to be saying that his good deeds are going to depend on a condition. He's saying, these things that I'm going to make, the stone is a monument, and then I'm going to give Meiser, etc., as if there's some sort of condition. If Hashem will be with me, then I'll do these things. Chas v'sholim is Yaakov Avinu serving Hashem only to get some sort of gain, some sort of reward? This itself tells us that when Yaakov is connecting his nether, when Yaakov is connecting his vow, his maisim toivim, with some sort of condition, Yaakov does not mean that the goal is that he wants to have these things, that he's making a condition, and in order to get them, he's making this vow, he's making this nether, to do the good deeds. But rather, it's the other way around. The whole purpose is that he wants to fulfill the vow, he wants to do these good deeds. And the fact that he's putting some conditions, saying, if Hashem will be with me, is basically saying that the way I will be able to do this nether to fulfill this vow, is if I have certain conditions met, then I'll be able to practically go ahead and do those things. In order to understand this, says the Rebbe, we're first going to have a look at the actual tenaya, the actual condition that Yaakov is making, and the nether. That there's two ways of looking at it, <coughs> the Rebbe first looks at Rashi and then at the Ramban. Rashi says that the condition includes and finishes off with the words, V'hoya Hashem li and Hashem will be my Ebishter, which is the end of a Pasuk, which Rashi explains as meaning that Hashem will be my God and my children's God. He will find my children fit. In other words, Hashem will apply His name to myself and my children. If that's all going to happen, then the next Pasuk starts off with the nether with the vow, which is azois, that this stone that I have placed as a monument will be a base alikim, etc. On the other hand, the Ramban learns that these words Hashem which is at the end of the pos- the previous Pasuk, is not as a continuation of the condition, which is the way Rashi explained it, but rather this is already the beginning of the fulfillment of the vow. In other words, the tnai, the condition fin- finished with the words where Yaakov was saying that I'll return home to my father's house. And then the next words, Hashem that's already part of what he's saying he's going to do. That's already part of the fulfillment of the vow. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand according to the Ramban. Since Hashem is the beginning already of his vow, in other words, we finished with the condition before, and now this is the first words of the vow. So the way the psukim should have been divided is that Vahoya Hashem Lelikim shouldn't have been the end of the previous pasuk. We're speaking about all the things of the condition that Yaakov Avinu is asking for all the different things for Hashem to protect him, and finally that he's going to come home in peace. But rather, it should have been part of the next pasuk, which starts off with. The other things that Yaakov is promising, that that the stone is going to be a base alikim, about his neder. Especially, says the Rebbe, that according to the Ramban, v'hoya Hashem lilelikim is not only connected to the words v'ho'even azois, a base alikim, because they're both part of the neder, but rather, according to the Ramban, they're actually part of the same sentence. They're part of the same idea. The Ramban says... Vahaya Hashem Lilelikim means I'm going to serve Hashem 
in the place of the stone that's going to be my base elikim. So certainly the words of Hashem Lilalikim should be together with the words of Ha'evan Azois. So we must say that according to the Ramban, these words of Hashem Lilalikim, although on the one hand, yes, the Ramban is saying it's part already of Yaakov's promise, Yaakov's vow, Yaakov's nether, but in a, to, in a, to a certain degree, in a certain detail at least, it is even more connected with the condition that was spoken about earlier, of Vishafti Bishalim rather than being connected to the promise of Oha'even Azois. In other words, even though, yes, it is part of the nether, part of the promise, but to a certain extent, it's more shayach to the previous pasuk, part of the condition. And that's why Vahoya Hashem Lililikim and Vishafti El Beisavi are in the same pasuk. Now that Ebel looks at, we just looked at the nether, how they are divided in two psukim, According to the Ramban, that is, because V'hoya Hashem Lilalikim is one Pesach, and the next Pesach is V'hoya Azois. And as we, what we're going to see is that it's two different categories within the Neder itself. So too, says the Rebbe, in regards to the condition that Yaakov makes, they're also divided into two Pesachim. One Pesach says, Im Yiyelikim Imadif Hashem will be with me, and He's going to protect me, and He's going to give me food to eat, and clothes to wear, and so on. Then the next Pesach says, again, still part of the condition, and I'll return in peace to my father's house. Now, according to Rashi, the next few words of that pasuk is still part of the condition. But definitely we have two psukim regarding the condition. According to Rashi, the full second pasuk is of the condition. According to Ramban, it's only part of the pasuk. So it's again, because here too, there are going to be two categories within the condition. Excuse me. Says the Rebbe, this is emphasized also in the wording of the Pasuk. In the first Pasuk, in other words, to see that there's a difference between these two parts of the condition. In the first Pasuk, it's all speaking about what Hashem is going to do. Im kimi madi, that Hashem will be with me, Yishmarani, He's going to protect me, He's going to give me food and clothes, etc. In the next Pasuk, where it says, Veshafti, and I will return, it doesn't say, Veheshivani, that Hashem will return me. It almost sounds like, this is already something that Yaakov is doing. Veshafti, I will return to my father's house. So we see clearly that there's two different aspects within the Tanai, within the conditions that Yaakov is asking for, or he's saying is going to happen. There's also two categories. Says the Rebbe, the Nekudas Habir in all of this is. Yaakov Avinu's descent going down to Chutzlar, it's coming from Be'er Shavaf, Meretz Yisrael, going to Chutzlar, it's especially a place like Choron, which as Rashi tells us elsewhere, is Charoin Afshal, Mokim Boilum, it's Hashem's anger in the world, was obviously, as Chassidus explains, you read it, it was in order to have a greater ascent. Now within this Aliyah, what's being achieved through Yaakov's descent, there's three aspects, there's three ideas. Number one, the fact that while he's in Choron, in base Lavan, he's not being influenced, he's not being affected, of the people over there, and he comes out, complete from sin, in other words, not being impacted in any way, Yaakov was elevated to a greater level than he was before the descent. Says the Rebbe, this is similar to, although not exactly the same, but it's similar to what we speak in other places about the Milo, about the advantage of a Baal over a Tzadik. We say, the place that Baal Tshuva stands, Tzadikim Gemurim cannot stand over there, and what's the reason for that? Because Abal Tshuva had already tasted something of the taste of sin, and yet he separated from the city, overcame his Yetzirah, in a similar way was saying over here, that Yaakov Avinu was able to withstand all these challenges in the house of Lovan. 
Then there's a second aspect, the Yaakov Avinu, this is the place where he marries, he fulfills the mitzvah of Pru'er taking over the world of Chivshua, conquering, etc., as it says regarding Pru'er So Yaakov Avinu is told to take, uh, by his father, that he should take a wife over there, and Hashem will multiply him, etc. And furthermore, mitasa Shleimah, that all of his children are tzaddikim. So this is the second thing, that's the aliyah that Yaakov Avinu is gaining by going to Choron. And finally, point number three, in the language of Chassidus, that through the Avoida with Tzoyin Lavon, through the Avoida with the sheep of Lavon, over 20 years, he was mavarid, he was elevating, he was refining, taking the sparks of, sparks of Kedusha that were in the Tzoyin Lavon, in the sheep of Lavon. And he, that, again, brings out a certain ilui, a certain quality, and brings an advantage to Yaakov Avinu. It says, how specifically as a result of this, he becomes very rich, very wealthy, spreading out in all directions, which is again, of course, when we're speaking Baruch Nis, it means there was a tremendous aliyah in Yaakov Avinu as a result of these sparks that he elevated. Says the Rebbe, we know that Maisa of is similar bonim. And it's understood that this idea of Yaakov going from Be'er to Choron is also in the avoid of each and every individual. In fact, the Oyra Chaim explains that this Pasuk is hinting to the general descent of a Neshama coming down here into this world, as well as the descent of Yidin going into Golos, which as we know, the, again, the concept of Yerida, Tzoyr the whole purpose of the descent, is all for the ascent. And here again, we have these same three ideas, similar to the Ali of Yaakov Avinu. Number one, the Neshama, when it was up above, before coming down, is on the level of a Tzaddik, and as a result of coming down, clothing itself in a goof, in a nefesh of Bahamas, which are concealing, which are blocking ungodliness, and nevertheless, it does its avoid in Torah and mitzvahs. So now it gets this mila of, like a balchuva, like the Pasuk says, Baruch Toshuv, El Ho'alikim, that the spirit, the neshama goes back to Hashem, but in a way of a balchuva, greater than the avoid of a tzaddik. Number two, when it comes down here, so it's able to fulfill the mitzvah of Pru'ervu of having children are really Torah and mitzvahs in general, similar to Yaakov Avinu. And number three, through its avoidah in the physical things, and this would be similar to Yaakov Avinu with the sheep of Lavon, so in its avoidah in, in, in the physical things, it is accomplishing that the world should become a place for Hashem, as we know, and through this, again, the Nisham is being elevated to a much higher and greater level than it ever was before. Just to point out before continuing the Sikha, that although the Rebbe mentioned over here three general ideas, the main focus, it seems like, is going to be more the first and the third idea. The first one, again, being the fact that notwithstanding all the challenges, it still stays strong in its avoida. And the third one being the fact that we're actually taking the world and changing it into a place for Hashem. In other words, not only about the Neshama standing strong and not being affected by the world, but in fact, transforming the world. That seems to be the focus of the next part of the Sikha. Says the Rebbe, regarding this idea that we just mentioned, of that we're making the world, the Tachtoinim, into a place for Hashem, and that the Aliyah HaNeshama that happens through this is, as we know, because, in other words, there's Aliyah HaNeshama that happens as a result of making the world a place for Hashem. Says the Rebbe, in a certain aspect, in a certain regard, there's a certain advantage when we deal with the type of avoida, which we call and that means dealing with the regular, ordinary, mundane things of the world and just doing them for the sake of Hashem, in a certain extent, it's even more than in Limud Torah and Kiyama Mitzvahs. Because, 
when we take even these simple weekday mundane things, ordinary things, ma'asecha and drachecha of the person, and we make them l'shem shamayim, and we make them do'eyu, so then the dira betachtoinim for Hashem is mamish in the lowest of the lowest things. We're not even dealing with things of Kedusha. We're dealing with ordinary everyday things. Says the Rebbe, just like we say that there's a certain advantage when we're dealing with the inyoni or Rishus, with the mundane things, compared to the avoid of Torah and mitzvahs, in regards to this mila that we just said in the dira betachtoinim aspect, so too there's a certain advantage, specifically in the Inyani Harashus, when we go back to the first point that we were mentioning, mentioning about the person standing strong despite all the challenges, which is the idea that we said that the Neshama comes to the mile of like a Balchuva. So here too we're going to see a specific mile, Dafka, when he's dealing with the lowliest of the low. And that is, when a Yid is doing a mitzvah, even when the Kiyuma Mitzvah in, was in a way that he had to overcome his Yetzirah. The Yetzirah was trying to stop him and block him from doing the Mitzvah. And he overcame it and he does the Mitzvah. Nevertheless, since after he got himself to do the Mitzvah, he weakened his Yetzirah. And now it was revealed his true Ratzon. That every deep down inside, inside wants to do all the Mitzvah, says the Ramam tells us. So what ends up happening is that the fulfillment of the Mitzvah itself, while he's doing the Mitzvah, the Yetzirah has no connection to this. It was sort of, despite the Yetzirah, he conquered his Yetzirah, he pushed the Yetzirah out of the way, and he did the mitzvah. And therefore, the mitzvah itself is not mamish in the way of the Baal The mitzvah itself was like the tzaddik. What was revealed is the tzaddik inside of him. He pushed away the Yetzirah. Whereas when we speak about the avoid of Bukhol since when we're doing these in Yoni Arashus, it's coming from, why am I doing these mundane things? So the Rebbe doesn't give an example over here, but the Rebbe speaks about mundane things. Let's just use the example of eating for a moment. So the Rebbe says, since we're doing it, because by nature I have a desire for these things, that's the kiyum of the guf, that's the chayis, that's the existence, the life of the body, because of his nefesh is. In fact, says the Rebbe, that's why even when we're doing them, l'shem shamayim, and even when we're doing them in a way of da'ayu, we're still calling it ma'asecha, it's still your actions. It wasn't a mitzvah, it's still called rachecha, your ways. So when we do these things of inyani or rishus of mundane things l'shem shamayim or in a way of da'eu, that means the action itself is in a way of balchuva. Again, when we speak about just to summarize, when we speak about the doing of the mitzvah, so yes, what led to it was that I needed to get the yitzharah out of the way. But in the action itself, in the mitzvah itself, the yitzharah wasn't involved. When I'm speaking about that means I'm doing the physical action. So I have my nefesh ba'amis is teva. The Teva Manev Shabbos is getting me to want to eat, for example. But I'm eating that food itself. The action itself that I'm doing is now being utilized L'Shem Shamayim. The Rebbe goes to explain it a little bit more in detail, this specific Milo of the Tshuva aspect that happens in this Avoidah B'chol Drachech Dayan Chomasech L'Shem Shamayim compared to the Tshuva aspect where I'm just holding back my Yetzirah and going ahead and doing Torah and Mitzvahs. And the Rebbe explains... Generally, what is the maila of tshuva over the avoid of a tzaddik? So we understand, in the, in the avoid of tshuva in the literal sense, we understand that tshuva brings out the real strong hiskashros of a yid with Hashem. That's what tshuva is all about. In other words, what tshuva is telling me is that the hiskashros, the bond between a yid and Hashem is never lost, even through an avera. And that's why even no matter what a yid did, even he did averas, he could still do tshuva. That's tshuva in the literal sense. Now let's apply this to tshuva in the fact that the neshama comes down lamata, 
and that this is going to, because it comes down Lamata, that's revealing the strength of the iskashos of the neshama with Hashem. The same idea, that even when it came down into a guf, into a nefesh into a yetzahara, nevertheless, it stands strong, it does its avoidus Hashem. But says the Rebbe, now we'll understand that the tshuva, this level of tshuva that's reached when we're involved in, in Yoni Harishus and mundane things, l'shem shamayim, why that's greater compared to the tshuva that is in the avoid of Torah and mitzvahs. In the avoid of Torah and mitzvahs, that strength of the neshama is mainly being expressed in the fact that the Yid was able to overcome his guf and nefesh Bahamas, go out of their, from their um, rulership, he was able to weaken them and do his avoida. However, when he's doing these in Yoni Rishus, the mundane things, and he's doing them l'shem shamayim. So that's bringing out a much deeper iskashos. In other words, he's being connected with the Abishtar, even within the things where the desire of the Nefesh Bahamas and the Guf are being felt. Again, let's use the example of the hunger. I feel my hunger. I'm eating because of my hunger. And even in there, I'm feeling my connection to the Abishtar. Says the Rebbe, after all of this, nevertheless, even this advantage, even this special level that the Neshama reaches of Tshuva, which happens through making, doing all of his Nyanir Rishus L'Shem Shemayim, still, this is, this is in, not in any way similar to or compared to, to the Mila that the Neshama has by making the world into a Dira for Hashem. Again, just let's go back and summarize some of the main points that we said until now. Again, the Rebbe looked at two, although there was three originally, but the Rebbe was looking at two main things that happened of, of, as a result of the Neshama coming into this world. And Yaakov going down to Choron. We were speaking about one aspect, is the fact that he overcomes the challenges. And here the Rebbe looked at two ways within this itself, whether it's in the avoid of Torah and Mitzvahs or in the avoid of L'Shem Shamayim. And then the Rebbe said, there's also another advantage that comes as a result of coming down into this world, and that's the fact that we're going to make the world a place for Hashem. In other words, nothing, nothing to do with our overcoming our challenges, but the idea itself that we're making the world a place for Hashem. So now the Rebbe is looking at this idea of making the place a world for Hashem, why this is still going to be greater, no matter all of these aliyahs that the Neshama came to by overcoming his Yitzhahara. And the Rebbe says like this, one of the explanations is, the connection of the Neshama to Hashem is still ultimately connected to its own mitzis. In other words, it's the nature of the neshama to be connected to Hashem. And therefore, even though the connection, the iskashas, is with such great strength that it's going to be standing strong even as it's clothed in the guf, in the nefesh even while it's doing all the mundane things, etc. But nevertheless, since it's part of the teva of the mitzis, of the nefesh alikis, there is still a certain limitation. However, from the, when the, the neshama comes along, and makes it the world should be a keli for elikus. Since this idea that the world should be a keli to elikus is not coming from the teva, from the nature or from the metzius of the world. On the contrary, the world, oilum is meloshen helum from the world of, word of, from oilum is, it means concealment. It's concealing ungodliness. So where does it come from such a thing that even the world could become a keli to elikus? That's coming from the fact, that's coming from the ebishter. That's not coming from the koyach of the neshama itself or the world itself. That's coming from the fact that the achdus of the Yebishter, the oneness of Hashem, has absolutely no limitations. And therefore, even the world can become a place for Hashem. Ah, so when the Neshama now goes ahead and makes the world a place for Hashem, and in that way is bringing out the bleakvul, the achdus of Hashem, 
then it's his kashrus to the Abishter. Now becomes not only based on the qualities of the neshama itself, the characteristics of the neshama itself, the limitations of the neshama itself, but rather it's now coming mitzad, the achdus of Hashem, that's completely believable. In other words, now the neshama tapped in to the absolute infinity of Hashem himself. Now the Rebbe takes it a step further. All of these aliyahs to which the neshama comes through its yirida lomata are still not the ultimate purpose of why it came down. Because... Since everything that Hashem created in this world, is ultimately only for Hashem's glory. And is only here to serve Hashem. So it's understood that the ultimate goal of why a person is created and why the Neshama came down is not for the Aliyah of the Neshama, but only to carry out Hashem's Kavana. The Rebbe says this is similar to what the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that the Yeridis HaNeshama Lamato was not for the sake of the Neshama. It's only in order to transform the guf, the nefshachiyun is the portion of the world, to connect them with Eirin Soif Baruch And through that we carry out the purpose of Hashem's kavon of Nis'ava HaKadosh Baruch Hu Li Yisleidir It is only that since the Nisham is the one that brings about Hashem's kavon practically, so therefore it obviously also deserves reward and unlimited reward, and therefore it also has this most ma- amazing infinite aliyah. But again, this is not the ultimate goal and purpose. So the Rebbe says, so we need to understand. How does this fit? Now that we're saying that it's only for Hashem's Kavana, how does this fit with the fact that it does say in many places that the Yeridus HaNashama Lamata is for the purpose of Aliyah, which sounds like that the Aliyah is HaNashama, the fact that the Neshama has an Aliyah is not just a side point, a byproduct that it also ends up getting rewarded. It sounds like that is the purpose of the Yeridus. So how do we understand this? How does this fit with what we just said? That the purpose is only Dira B'tachtoidim. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, or at least very briefly, the Rebbe says, B'ktzor al-Koponim. It's known that the concept of Dira L'Yizbarach B'tachtoidim is that only and specifically Tachtoidim become the Dira for Hashem, for the very essence of Hashem. In the upper worlds, what shines is only Giluim, is only what we call a revelation, but not the Etzim of Hashem, in the Tachtoinim, they are the ones that become the place for the very, very essence of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this idea that Atzmus finds itself specifically down here is connected with the fact that it's specifically in this world where we have the Bitul, which is called Ein Oid, as opposed to the Oilem Israel Yoinim, where the Bitul over there is just what's called Kilo. Now the Rebbe does not go into it over here, but briefly looking up to my Morim that the Rebbe references. So the general idea, and the way I understand it is, is that in the Oilem Yisrael Yoinim, we say, Kulo Kamei Kil Lochashiv. The Oilem Yisrael Yoinim are usually associated with what we call Oirois and Giluyim, lights, revelations, energies, and so on. And we say that they are Kil that they are like nothing in compared to the source and compared to Hashem. So there's a Bitul, but it's not... It's not there. It's not non-existent. It's kilochashem. It's considered like nothing. In this world, which is a world of yeshus, a world that's yesh meyayin, this world has absolutely no existence whatsoever other than the koyach of Hashem constantly creating it the whole time. So it's dafka, this world, that has a true bitl, that's really, truly nothing. Ainoi, that there's nothing besides for Hashem. So I think that's what the Rebbe is referring to over here, that it's specifically in this world that has that absolute bitl. Although, of course, we unfortunately don't usually feel it. 
But the real bittel is specifically in this world. Now back to the Sikha. Says the Rebbe, since the Kavana is that the Dira should be accomplished through the Avoida Sodom specifically, so therefore also in the Yid's Avoida, through which the Dira is being accomplished, there also needs to be this idea of absolute bittel. The kind of bittel that is similar to that bittel that we just mentioned, Einoid. What is that bittel? That's the bittel of like a simple servant, the Evet Pashot, which is not even coming because he feels the greatness of the master and so on, but it's purely just coming from the master himself. It's o- the only thing that counts is the master. It's not about the servant at all. He's completely, completely bottled. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why in a number of places it says that the Yeridis HaNashom Lamata is for the Aliyah. And now that's connected with what it says in Tanya. That the purpose of the Neshama come da- coming down here is to fulfill the idea of Dira B'Tachtoinim. So now we can understand it, says the Rebbe. Because when we speak about Yeridit Tzorich Aliyah, what is the Aliyah of the Neshama? The greatest Aliyah is when it comes to this absolute, absolute bitul. What is the bitul? Like we said earlier in the Sikha. It's that the Avoida is not because of its Metzis, the Iskashos is not because of its existence, because it naturally wants to be connected to Hashem. But it's much more than that. We said it makes the Dira B'tachtoinim is revealing the Achdus of Hashem in the world. And the, so that's the greatest Aliyah is that it comes that the Neshama taps into this idea of Hashem just because of Hashem, not because of itself. Says the Rebbe, so in the idea of Dira B'tachtoinim, what's important over here is that the Avoidus HaNashama in making this Dira should be with this absolute bittel. So really the idea of Dira B'tachtoinim and the Aliyah of the Neshama really are very much one and the same thing. Says the Rebbe, now we can go back and understand the different aspects in the Psukim of Yaakov's vow. And as we explained, it could really be divided into four points. Two of them we said is in the condition, and two of them in the vow itself. Says the Rebbe, both ideas of the condition. Now this is, the two ideas are, in the condition we said, number one, is going to be with me, he's going to protect me, and he's going to give me bread to eat and clothes to wear. That was in the first possible. The next possible where it said, I'm going to return in peace to my father's house. So, and, and they are, as we said before, in two psukim, which tell us that it's two different categories. So those are the two parts of the condition. Now the Rebbe in the meantime is learning like the Ramban, the Rebbe is soon going to go to Rashi. And both ideas of the neder, according to the Ramban, which starts off with two points. First of all, that Hashem will be my Eibishter. And that this stone that I've placed as a monument, which are again in two psukim. We can now understand this division and what's going on. What are these four details? The Rebbe says, as we said in the beginning of the Sikha, the whole point is the nether. It's not the condition. The whole point is to be able to fulfill the vow. The condition was only how I'm going to get to the vow. That's what we said before. So now, when we explain how it works with Yeridis HaNeshama in this world, so now, says the Rebbe, we can understand what the Psukim are speaking about is that the whole purpose of the Yeridis HaNeshama What's the goal? What's the purpose? There's two points. Number one, we said there's the Aliyah HaNashama itself, the Neshama being elevated to a very, very high level. But then even more than that, the ultimate is to achieve the Dira B'tachtoinim. And just like there is these two ideas in the ultimate purpose, so too in the Avoidah that's going to bring to it, there's also two general ideas. There's the Avoidah of Torah and Mitzvahs, and there's the Avoidah of Komasech HaLashem Shemayim. So therefore... 
we're going to now see that the two ideas of the Tanai that Yaakov Avinu makes, those two Psukim, are really connected to these two types of Avoida. The first Pasuk says, Ye Elikimi Modi Hashem is going to be with me, Yushmarani is going to protect me, he's going to give me bread to eat and clothes to wear. This is that Hashem is going to help me to be able to do my Avoida. First of all, in Surmeira, Ye Elikimi Modi Hashem is going to be with me, Yushmarani is going to protect me from Averis. He's going to help me to be able to do my Asay Toiv, learning Toiv and doing mitzvahs. Which that's in the Pasuk. He's going to give me bread to eat. And as we know, bread is compared to Toiv, is compared to bread, and Begad is the idea of mitzvahs. So that's one Pasuk. The next Pasuk says, and this is again still part of the avoidance, still part of the condition. If I manage to do this, the next Pasuk is, V'shavti B'shalem, I'll come home in peace. This is the avoid of Divri HaRashus, the avoid of Komasech L'Shem Shamayim. This is similar to the idea of tshuva, v'shavti. This is more like dealing with those things of the mundane things. That is, that it, what was v'shavti b'shalom, that although I'm going to be dealing with regular worldly things, divri erushos, and why I'm dealing with them is because these are things that, things that coming from the nefesh Bahamas. these are things the nefesh Bahamas needs and wants, and nevertheless, these are not going to pull me down into the ra, rather I'll come up. Sholem menachet, I'm not going to learn from Lovon's ways. Because I'm not going to be doing them just for the taiva, I'm going to be doing it l'shem shamayim. So these are the two parts in the avoidor, in the condition. Ah, so these two avoidors are now going to bring to the two results in the nether. In other words, the purpose of why the neshama is coming down. Number one, Hashem is going to be maya yibishter. In other words, that's the ali of the neshama, that's the person becoming closer and connected to Hashem. And then there's the ultimate, v'yaeven hazois. The stone will be a house for Hashem, which is the idea of making the world a dira for Hashem, a dira lo yizbarach b'tachtoinim. Now, says the Rebbe, since we know that the main aliyah of the neshama, as we said, is really about going out of its metzias and serving Hashem, not only because of its own teva, but because of Hashem, because Hashem is all over, and also in the worldly things, even things that are not godliness. Therefore, the order of the Pasuk is, Again, we're explaining according to the Ramban that we said it's really part of the previous Pasuk. Sorry. Is then going to follow into as the Ramban says. Well, how did the Ramban explain the connection between these two things? That I'm going to serve Hashem in the place of this stone that's going to be a house for Hashem. In other words, that his avoider is going to be, in his avoider is going to be sensed, it's going to be felt, that it's not coming just because of my own nature, but rather in my avoider itself it's going to be felt, that even Azoi's teeth, that's going to be a base elikim. In other words, that the stone, why can it be a base elikim? It's coming because of the achdus of Hashem, which is bleakvul. And nevertheless, says the Rebbe, where is Vahoyavayalikim? It's not in the same Posik as Vahevan Azois, rather it's in the previous Posik, as we said, with Vishafti Bishalim. Why is that? Because since the ultimate purpose of the Yeridis Hanashama down here is not for the Aliyah of the Nishama, as we said, but really it's about fulfilling the Kavana of Dirabatahtoinim. This is why Vahoya Hashem Lilikim, even though, yes, it is already the result after the Avoida. Seemingly it should be part of the next Posik. Together with Evan Azois. But nevertheless, in, in a certain detail, it's still connected with the previous Pasuk. In other words, because it's still not the ultimate purpose. It's still more connected to the tonight, to the condition, to the Avoidah. 
It's more connected to Bishafti Bishalim than to the ultimate purpose of the Dira Betachtoinim, which is Evan Azois, Hiya Beiselikim. Now that's according to the Ramban. What about Rashi? Says the Rebbe Vyeshloimar, that also according to Rashi, that Vahoya Hashem Lilelikim is not the Neder, is not what he's promising is going to be, but rather the condition. Says the Rebbe, even according to Rashi, Vahoya Hashem Lilelikim is a detail, not only in the Avoidah of the Neshama, but it's also part of the Aliyah as that's being accomplished through the Avoidah, similar to the Ramban. Because, how did Rashi explain Vahoya Hashem Lilelikim? That Hashem's name will apply to me from the beginning to the end, to my descendants, there won't be any psul in my children. In other words, that Hashem's name is going to be not only in the beginning parts, but even in the end parts, even the things that come out of Yaakov, etc. How could that be? How could that keep on going on and on? That Hashem's name is connected to Yaakov. It's only because it's askashos to the Abishters in a way that it's without any conditions. So in a certain extent, this is also already speaking about the result of, of Avoida, an outcome of Avoida. And the fact that according to Rashi, it's being put in as part of the Tanai, part of the condition, not as part of the result, of, according to the Ned, that's not part of what he's saying is going to happen, not the result, not the Neder, is because the Aliyah of the Neshama is ultimately only a preparation for and therefore it's still part of even though it's already a, to a certain extent some sort of reward, but it's still part of only the hachana for the ultimate of Dira Betachtoinim. Concludes the Rebbe, V'yesh that the reason why according to Rashi Hashem Lililikim is a part of the condition, part of the preparation, and according to the Ramban, this is already part of the result, part of the nether, says the Rebbe, because in Pirish Ramban, there isn't only Pshutish Mikra, there's also Dvarim Ne'imim Liyoidechein, the Ramban himself says, there's all sorts of other things that are more on the level of Kabbalah, etc. In other words, levels that are more connected with Geshmaka things, Giluyim, etc. And on the level of Giluyim, yes, the, the fact that the Nisham is having an Aliyah is also a certain goal and a purpose. However, according to Rashi, who is Pshutoy Shal Mikra, which in Avoida Sa'adam, this is the idea of Avoida of an Evid Pasha, the simple servant, who's not looking for any benefits, for any Aliyos. All he wants is just the Ratzay Na'adoin, and this is why. Even these greatest Ali's, Vaya Hashem Lilalikim, is still part of the Hachana, and the ultimate is only the idea of Dira Betachtoinim.